How's it going? This is Joe. I just wanted to introduce Ori. He is a disciplined artist. He makes art every single day and he puts it in his book, his coffee table book. I wanted to talk to you guys with him about um, how it is to be creative and to be consistently creative and how to develop that. Solid dude, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship and marketing and discipline. And I hope that you'll enjoy this as much as I did. How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a renaissance man. Now, and nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything or without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career. But the art of being a renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development it has an infinite ceiling. That art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world where people can become great mathematicians, become great uh, athletes, become great um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, Self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the, the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that are, in, that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you would like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand. And you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice. Um, And that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Well, I'm fascinated. Shut up! It's the hard part. I'm fascinated by it. We don't even don't pay attention to that. It's it's going on. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to the phone on the table. Okay. Now, one of the cool things that I noticed is that you you have some art in here that's very different than the rest of the art. But there is one thing I see. It's even in your sculpture work, which is are these short kind of impressionist strokes. They remind me of Van Gogh. That's how they have. He is, his, his is very different because it's more flowing, but you have like these short staccato strokes, which is it's similar to his style, and, it's, and, and the, the colors aren't, um, they aren't realistic. Is there any significance to that? Is there something There's, there? okay, so, so for whoever's listening right now, hey, my name's Ori Bengal. You can find me at theartofori.com or theartofori on social media, whatever. And I've been creating a new work of art every single day for the last as of this time, 2,169 days in a row. Haven't missed a day. No art, no sleep. So with that number, 
Uh, one of the lessons, first of all, for anyone listening, anyone even not listening, tell someone who needs this, is if you need inspiration, like, you don't. Like, you don't, if you gotta create something every day, like, you don't have time to wait for inspiration. So a lot of times I'll just start painting or sculpting or carving or welding, whatever's in front of me. I play with my food. Um, like you, Joe, I, I've been crafting my whole life and I, I didn't even realize it was my thing mm. until I just felt enough unhappiness from doing the thing that's not my thing. It's like, I need my thing and, yeah. and here we are. Um, and like you, I also do various design for clients when mm-hmm. I'm not crafting. However, I'm working to change that so that mm-hmm. all I do is art. Even the things that I'm good at, mm-hmm. that other people want to pay me to do, I'm finding new partners to have them do those so that mm-hmm. I can do just the thing that... That you love. Yeah, I, just if, <coughs> if you've got something that... How did, what did you find out? You said there was a moment where you found out that yeah. you loved it. What was, was it a moment? Was it like a period where it gradually hit you? What, what was it like? No, it, it hit me over the head uh, like a steam train. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those listening, that's just a statement. I'm not really trying to date myself. That'd be more like if I said I had to rewind that VHS tape. No, but um, yeah, uh, I, was, I was always like drawing doodling whatever no one actually ever said hey you know you can be an artist or oh this stuff's really good you should try selling it never even crossed my mind it was Mm -hmm. just the thing i kept doing it was fun you know Mm -hmm. satisfying i didn't have willpower and discipline back then as a as a kid and all that stuff so i um i'd buy books on making art for example Mm -hmm. but then like reading them was tough and i'd be like eh i just flip through the great pictures and say Mm -hmm. oh i want to I want to learn how to do this, but yeah. I wouldn't actually like read it and do the work. So, um, and that's part of why now I do it every single day. But when, when it hit me was, uh, so, so in 2001, this, this girl I was dating told me I should do an art show. Um, I did the art show. She didn't tell me a specific one. She said, oh, you, you got to do an art show. Your stuff's great. And, mm. and so I just signed up for the first thing I could find. And that wasn't even a, a real art show. That was... Um, uh, one of those art walk things. So hardly no one showed up mm-hmm. and no one bought anything. Where was this? Uh, this was in South Beach, okay. uh, Miami, Miami, which you've been to. Um, yeah. And and so... Uh, was it uh, Art Basel? No, no. Art no. Basel people go to to buy art. This yeah. is one of those like second Saturday, first Friday. Oh, okay. So it's like a farmer's it was market. Just, yeah, at night, you know, okay. and like more people. If I would have had a booth at the farmer's yeah. market, I probably would have sold something. But it's at yeah. night, it's yeah. bad weather, you know, hardly anyone showed up. No one bought anything. I, was, I think I was selling my pieces for like 400. They're pretty big. I got them mm. mounted and laminated, indeed. Okay. And I, I did all this, this work apart my buddy's trade show booth. Like, I was the only one who went through all this trouble. I get there, I'm like, oh. You know, other people had like, were selling beads for like five bucks and had like card tables. I had a trade show booth. I had to get a U-Haul just to move this thing and extension cords and my own lights and and uh, yeah, I'm selling large paintings for like four hundred dollars. Did you sell any that day? No, I didn't sell no. anything. I my little brother gave me thirty five dollars after the show for a painting of a rose, so he could give it to his girlfriend. 
I should ask him if he's still in touch with her and <laughs> let her know because that's actually like my first commercial art sale. Ooh, and it's worth a lot. It, yeah, it's worth a lot more than thirty-five dollars now. Don't tell her that. Buy uh, it back for a hundred. Exactly. You're like, yeah. hey, you still got. I, for all I know, it got ruined again. If yeah. you you know don't know the value of something at the time, but but you asked when when did it hit me on the head or how did I find out? Yeah. Um, so I did that art show. I figured. Oh, well, I didn't sell anything. So the world that I know is entrepreneurism. Like, on, on you said something about your father. My, my dad had a bunch of restaurants, like fast food places and stuff. So I grew up, like, running deliveries for them. And mm-hmm. uh, he used to build stereos from scratch when he was in high school. Sure. And, and so, and I've never liked alarm clocks. Mm-hmm. So I like not having a boss. And yeah, so I didn't sell anything. I'm like, well, I guess that means I'm not an artist. Mm-hmm. I tried selling something and no one wanted to buy, so yeah. clearly I'm not an artist. So I stopped making art. Now, I have to do creative stuff, otherwise I go nuts. I can't do stuff that, like, pours <laughs> the crap out of me. And I so, you. Uh, you know, I, I got into photography, video editing, uh-huh. web design, that kind of stuff. But it wasn't, like, as satisfying as you know, making art. And then in two. Th- so 2001 was the art show 2006 I gave away my stuff got mm-hmm. on the road and just completely based on staying with strangers uh, that ended up being six years and right towards the end of that so in in, um, in um, June I think it was of uh, 2011 mm-hmm. I was visiting a buddy out in Maui and um, he took me to this area called Lahaina which is uh gallery 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 overpriced t-shirts gallery 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 mm-hmm. ice cream shop and we went into the fr- I, I didn't want to go like he mentioned when i first got there and i was like yay but i didn't want to you know seem like a jerk yeah, so yeah, i just yeah. didn't bring it you up wanted to support your friend and then but then he remembered like two days before we had to go back to the mainland he's like oh yeah. no i never took you to Lahaina. i'm so sorry i'm like no no it's cool he's like no i'm a bad friend i promised you yeah fine we'll go we went and clearly now in hindsight, I'm really glad that we yeah. went because yeah. um, as soon as we went into the first one, I was just like, whoa, look at this stuff. This dude paints nothing but waves and, but he they're probably gorgeous, amazing at it at that gorgeous point. wave over painting. and over again. Yeah, and, and the guy that like was operating his uh, gallery was showing me like he changed it dimmer and it looked like the waves were at a different time of day just because of the lighting that's in the room. And I was like, whoa. Wow. And we hit the next gallery and the next guy. And by the fourth one, I just felt completely heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can do stuff that's better than half the crap in here. Mm-hmm. And as an entrepreneur, I was looking at the pricing. I'm like, these are not starving artists. Mm-hmm. Or at least a gallery owner is not starving. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so, yeah, it, it uh, I was like, I, I got to get back into this. It hit me right over the head that, you know, for 10 years, I hadn't done the thing that was my thing. Oh, and so you decided to go into it. I decided it. I'm going to start doing this every day. Yeah. And that lasted two weeks. <laughs> and then the next year, in April of 2012, <laughs> yeah. um... I went to this place in Chicago, no internet, no Wi-Fi. You just sit mm-hmm. there and think about your life for a couple of days. Like, what <laughs> do you want? What don't you want? Like a retreat? Uh, sort of, kind of. It's a businessy style of yeah. retreat. And, um, and when it came to what don't I want, that feeling of heartbreak came up. I remember yeah. that. And I was like, you know, I don't want that. And so they ask you, right, like... Um, 
what and what's your strategy to make sure that doesn't happen again and uh, a superpower that I've found is accountability if I am accountable mm-hmm. to someone or the world or whatever then I tend to get things that done. seems important can you say that again yeah accountability is about one of the greatest things you can have so if you're gonna do a project right let's say you're gonna learn how to make handmade paper journals for example right I wonder where that idea came uh, from inspiration not like man. there are four There's- bigger ones on the table and nine smaller ones on the table <laughs> wow that you, that you can I was... count what's in my imagination that's amazing i know it's crazy uh, but yeah links in the description by the and, way and, and uh and, and these are gorgeous since you guys can't see them in my voice while you're listening to this so they're on the table and they look great they're, they're beautiful uh the tooth of the paper is fantastic and it's uh, made from a vegan leather so they take vegans, skin them alive, and make... Le- no, it's uh, non-meat. Um, but, but the point was... Um, so accountability yes. is... If you want to learn how to do this, you could say, hey, I'm going to do this. And maybe you get bored. Maybe it's tough. And you're like, ah, screw it. Or if you know that it's important to you, that they're, then start selling them. Be like, hey, I'm selling these handmade paper journals... Uh, I'm taking pre-sales right now. People buy it. You're like, well, now I have to deliver mm-hmm. this. Now you're accountable to someone. Mm-hmm. Or if you've got an accountability partner, there's different forms of accountability, mm-hmm. right? You could have like a, a workout partner where it's like first yeah. person to flake out to the gym owes the other person $500. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, whoever flake. If you flake out on this, mm-hmm. if you don't deliver me this journal, then I am going to make a donation for $500, which you are going to have to give me the money for, mm-hmm. to the KKK or something that you really hate. I yeah. hope you like you hate them, you know, but, but yeah. so, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, they like journals. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, they, have, they have good ghost costumes. They, they, there you go. <laughs> But, but um, so, so there's different kinds yeah. of accountability. And, and I've leveraged accountability to complete an online training course mm-hmm. that I sold on how to make websites. I've, uh, I've leveraged accountability to get six-pack abs for the mm-hmm. first time in my life. Like I was posting a picture every week on Facebook of me without a shirt and the scale. And uh, the thinking behind it is like, well this sucks because I really don't want to post a picture of me like when I'm like looking fatter than I'd like but I want to get the six-pack abs so I'm going to post these every week and if I look fatter than the week before I'm going to hear all about it so I'm very motivated Mm -hmm. because I'm accountable there's external accountability because sometimes it's hard to be your own boss it's so hard to be your own whipper it's so easy to rationalize um and so so this time (coughs) I said you know accountability has worked for me in the past I'm going to leverage that and I posted on Facebook hey I'm going to post a drawing every day I didn't say for how long. I just said I'm gonna post drawing every day. I figured somewhere out there is some jerk that's just going gonna go. Ha! I knew you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that poor jerk is pretty bored by now <laughs> because in April 22nd of this year is gonna mm-hmm. be the start of my seventh year of creating oh. new work of art every single day. And mm-hmm. I tell you what, Joe and Joe's listeners, um, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like every single day, like it doesn't matter what happens, 
I still get to make art that day, regardless mm-hmm. of crappy clients or someone broke into my car and stole a bunch of shit the other day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy by it, but you know what? I get to channel it into a, a painting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want a, like a pity party, so I just painted a sad Ori. Um, Ori, for those who don't remember. Um, and, um, and I didn't say anything about it. Yeah. I was like, and and so yeah um accountability i i get to do this every single day mm-hmm. um it, it's interesting I'm, I'm doing some web work right now some tech stuff that i'm really good at and i like it because it's problem solving I'm, creativity is just problem solving really that's why art is cool mm-hmm. and i got the project because we're just catching up and told me what i'm like oh that's something that's the kind of thing you could use me for and i'm like and he said oh absolutely but I didn't even think about you because you know you're like Mr. Artist now. Yeah. Like, you do this long enough, you're gonna be the journal guy. I already am, and it hasn't even been that long. Yeah. But that's because it's something. That's one of the things I've noticed is this is something so unique, and when you find something that you're good at, that you're like the only person in town that does it, everyone knows you. It's not even so much that you're good at it; it's more so that you do it consistently, and I think that's something that you touched on is that. Doing something consistently is much more important than being good at it. Because I'm good at design, um, and I was trying to do it consistently by pushing myself or bringing myself enough uh, accountability. Um, I, I posted every day about something. Um, but the passion wasn't yeah. there. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to that. And then I, I told a couple people about it, and I had a mentor, uh, which was helping me. Uh, stay accountable. I gave him at first. I gave him daily reports. Then when our mentorship um, ended, I gave daily reports to an accountability group and also to a friend. And every oh. single accountability report was like as a daily report we called it. Um, every, actually, I changed it, made it a daily journal. Every single daily journal had a um, you know it was like I was supposed to do something with design every day. But then at one point, I realized that my heart wasn't in it and I was just frustrated with it and there wasn't really much I was getting from it uh, emotionally wise and in addition whenever I tried to sell it I was very pushy I was very I was very um, I actually alienated a couple of uh, people that I, I was you know, I was building friendships with because I was very pushy about trying to sell them my design services um, and I did some introspection and I realized that it wasn't what I was passionate about and when I asked myself what I was passionate about the answer came very clearly uh, yeah Crafts, crafts. I've been doing it all my life. All along. Yeah, and that's, uh, this isn't my story. It's not time for my story. I'm interviewing you, but at the same time, I want to turn this into a question for you. Um, and my question for you is: um, Where do you find discipline, and where do you find passion and internal motivation? Because I, I've heard good, great arguments for both of them, and they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. But I've heard great arguments for both of them being how you work do you you know what what where do you put discipline and where do you put internal motivation and passion um let me ask you how you define those so discipline the the power to consistently do something the the ability to force yourself to do something per se like no matter what kind of thing or do you have a different definition of it sure let me clarify um Discipline, I mean, okay, so say you have to make rent. Obviously, that's motivation, so we're going to forget, let's just say there's, it's we're going to forget motivation. the motivation from rent, 
but say, okay, you have to have money for your, your life. And, um, you know, do you, where do you put weight on discipline being like, okay, well, I don't necessarily feel like doing it. So, but I know I need to do it. So I'm going to force myself to do it because I know I need to do it versus internal passion and motivation being like, you know what? I'm excited to do it. I don't really care how much, how long it takes and how hard it is because I know that I love it and that it brings me meaning on an internal level. There's, um, uh, discipline. I could be, I had some people invite me out to go camping with them tonight. Mm -hmm. And last time we went, it was epic. Uh, and I was really tempted to go. However, that car theft thing I was talking about, they stole the camping supplies. So, Um, but I still have a couple and I was really tempted to go. However, um, I am looking to move soon. And so I need first, last security. And I'm putting out a, mm. a book, an art book, a bigger version of what you're flipping through. Um, you can't see it, but it has some amazing stuff in it. Uh, I, we were talking before this this interview about some of the things in it. it and and, um, and so uh, I need money, you know, like to, to advertise is because I'm... I'm not just creating the book. Um, I'm I'm actually going to do a uh, a big giveaway, like where you can win uh, a 40 inch by 70 inch painting uh, by me, custom whatever you want. Or if you don't have that much wall space, I can do two slightly smaller ones. I'll be giving away a couple of the books themselves, and I'll also be doing some uh, social media sized portraits. So, um, if you guys, gals, want to enter that, that's at gift, G-I-F-T dot theartofori.com. Um, that's going to start April 22nd. But, um, and, uh, Sorry about that. that was Joe punching me. He hits really hard. No, uh, that was you don't want to get on my bad side. Exactly. Um, so buy a journal. <laughs> there you go. Buy three. And, uh, so... I need money to do these things. And so while it'd be fun mm-hmm. to go, you know, it, it's, it's it's seriously just about professionalism. I've been doing a lot of things over the years and mm-hmm. there's just a, a level of professionalism. Like the thing, and, and that means that you have to go and do the things you have to go do. Um, you can't just half-ass things. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. you can get away with it, but that's not necessarily what's gonna help you grow. Um, like here are some certificates. Um, so these are, you know, it's a nicer paper. Uh, I actually had a couple that were like handmade paper with the serialized things and matching holographic. I can put uh, you in touch with my supplier. I, I mean, we make the paper together. Anyone listening, there's a smaller size journal coming out. It might be out by the time this you're hearing this, but I, I've only told some people close to me about this and I've sold one so far. Uh, just because I made them yesterday, I didn't have a chance to really sell any. Um, but it, it sold pretty quickly. Actually, w- within me making them, it took me 10 minutes to find a buyer. And it was somebody in the same shop. But the um, the paper is really nice handmade cotton. Uh, and I work with a guy named Yama. He he works with, uh, he has his own company called um, Papel Tejano, which means Texas Texan paper in um in Spanish and uh, I use his shop and we both make some together and he sells the paper and I, I use some of the paper for my own journals and um, I can put you in touch with him if you're interested 
uh, and then you, you could source some paper with from him. This oh. is good stuff. This, he's well, actually there, one of the best paper makers in the there world. There's these uh, certificates by... Uh, the paper he makes is like 15 by 20 something. It's pretty big. But, and I cut it for this. But there's this one place that actually gives... Uh, you, you, you order the certificate and it, it's not just like nice handmade paper uh-huh. it's actually got like those uh, fibers in it so it's counterfeit proof and it's sure. got some watermarks and they give you uh, okay. with each one a set of two serialized holographic stickers so mm-hmm. one for the certificate one for the painting okay. and I was using those but not only is it like really expensive but I had someone um, the, the little sticker fell off the painting and I was like, and then they were like all upset. I'm like, what? they're like, so can I get another? So I gotta send out, yeah, two. So I, mm-hmm. but you know, we're we're getting distracted from the the thing you're talking about, mm-hmm. discipline versus this. Um, so I've just found that there there's certain things that I gotta do what I gotta do, even if it makes me really frustrated sometimes that means i have to chug a truckload of caffeine Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes it means i need friends to hold me accountable Mm -hmm. because i just really don't feel like working on this thing Mm -hmm. um and so for example creating and, and and then there's the stuff that even the stuff that's fun that normally falls under the internal motivation sweet i get to make art this their last Valentine's <coughs> Day, um, not the one just passed, but uh, 2017, uh, I went with my girl at the time. We went to Sedona. We got a beautiful cabin. Uh, we had this great hiking, and we're drinking this Polish meat that she found. It was amazing. And this cabin had these fireplaces everywhere. And I was so proud. I built this great fire. Uh, Gina had spent the time like putting candles everywhere. It was so romantic. And we're ready to, air quote, celebrate Valentine's Day. And she whispers in my ear, Did you make your art yet today? <laughs> like, no, no, I didn't. But I guess the world's gonna get a stick figure today. She said, No, don't, don't do this. <laughs> like, teeth gritted for those who can't see the visual and can't tell from my voice and i really did not want to so at that point i went from internal motivation to pure discipline and i i sat there for three hours i made an abstract i did one digitally um, and i I uploaded it, but while I was painting, like there was a couple of tears that came out. I really did not want to be painting. Yeah. But um, as I say, there's no girl that's hot enough and no party that's wild enough for me to miss doing my art for the day. Uh-huh. And think about it, it'd be so stupid. Like what sounds better? Oh, I've been doing a new work of art every single day for seven years. Uh-huh. Or I've been doing a new work of art every single day for five years, and I took two days off, and then you know it's like it just yeah. kind of it ruins your number, it ruins the thing. It's I guess it's kind of like losing your virginity. Like once it's gone, you can't like yeah put that back. So unless you're Richard Branson, he wrote a book. It's a fabulous book. Finding your virginity. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Richard Branson's. Same, uh, okay. but. So, 
there's here's the thing you gotta know what's motivating you because mm-hmm. there's things right everybody told me you gotta go to college right mm-hmm. you go to school you go to more school you go to more school you ask you know start at the bottom and work your way up you're told this is the way it's supposed to go and that's what you kind of believe but inside I was like man this kind of sucks like I, yeah I got in the University of Florida a lot of people didn't you know, but the parties were fun, but the classes not really as much. So, mm. you know, I dropped out. I wanted to learn 3D animation. When I found out what their idea of 3D animation was, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, I'm light years ahead of this with just what mm. I've trained myself so far. And so then I saw an ad for the Art Institute, and I was like, ooh, they actually have actual 3D animation. This could work. And I told my parents, and they're like, well, you just dropped out of one place, so we're not helping you with anything, because what's to stop you from dropping out again? Yeah. Which I did, because, again, I was way further than what Mm -hmm. they were teaching, because this is just like craft. This was the thing that I just had that intrinsic, like, desire to learn. They did without having any other benefit from that passion. No one told me I should do this or have to do this. This is what I wanted to do. And and that's the thing that most people miss. And that's the thing that I missed until I took 10 years and then had my heart broken because I realized, oh my God, Mm. this is always my thing. It's kind of like... Uh, you don't know what you got until it's gone mm. and you know so me saying oh look at what you're doing already I would be hypocritical you know because that's not what I did mm-hmm. but it's what I realized afterwards that that was in fact what I was doing and thankfully I got to come back to it and that's that's part of the reason I'm putting the book out I'll tell you Joe mm, it's called um, The Art of Ori by the way I'll have a link in the description uh, This is, the final book is actually going to be The Art of Ori Volume 1 I'm going to actually put plenty of them this out this is an experimental book and um, yeah you got the prototype and, and I take this thing with me everywhere it, it's amazing to watch people's reactions mm. and the reason I made it also the the art my art is on my uh, shirt mm. uh, so I get to say oh you know how I'm an artist I wear I wear my art upon my sleeve. Uh, but the reason I made these is because people are always like, oh, you're an artist? Mm-hmm. What kind of art do you make? And if you I just said... point at your shirt. I, yeah, I just say this. But the interesting thing is, which I didn't expect, is people stop me everywhere I go. And I'm like, dude, that shirt is awesome. I walked into this room. Two people yeah. stop me. I'm like, dude, that shirt is awesome. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, and that's now, one of the really cool things when you live your passions. Like... I just have a friend, uh, she's actually my accountability partner, her name is Trishna, and she does this this life coaching, and what I mean, when I say she does this life coaching, I mean, she's a psychic, and she helps you by giving you readings, and she doesn't actually doesn't like to do love readings, it's really funny, she gave me an example, um, she's like, when I do love readings, I talk to somebody, and I, I share, they're like, oh, is this person the one? And then I tell them, like, no, they're not the one. And they get angry at me. And then a week later, they tell me, like, you know what? You're right, Trish. And I'm sorry. They killed my dog or something. And I broke Yikes. up with them. That's something I made up. She didn't say oh. that. But like, <laughs> but, like, they killed my dog and, and didn't feel sorry for it. So we broke up. Like, something stupid like that. Um, and so she stopped doing those because people just getting angry at, kept getting angry at her. So now she does like life coach, business style readings where it's all about business. And now she has a, a YouTube channel, which I'll also link underneath it. But for a while, she was really hesitant of being like, 
you know what i'm just going to be psychic with my life coaching because that's who she was that's what she does that's what she that's her thing yeah. and the moment that she came out with it and owned it and it's like you know what mm. I'm a, i want to give you a psychic reading yeah. for your business people loved it and it, nobody really faulted her for it and that's one thing i found pretty consistently is that when you figure out what you have inside you and you consistently um you consistently show that without any blocks just vulnerably show yourself to the world that passion then you end up getting that reaction that you want well it's funny that you you said actually uh, i'm gonna quote you uh you said that she owned it and um so I, i've been doing this like i said for um, um, like less than a month now mm. from seven years every single day but it was only in uh, early february that i was like that i actually realized that hey after all this time i finally identify as an artist after more than six and a half years of doing it every day now i'm like identify as an artist then knowing that um i've now i'm like well i guess i gotta own it and so that's why i'm going from what was my book and now i'm calling it the prototype to now making a full coffee table book Mm -hmm. with uh, legs with (laughs) uh with um with a dust jacket it's gonna be bigger thicker pages Mm -hmm. more pages better use of margins like i'm owning it and the other the other thing that the other reason i'm putting it out there and, and one of the reasons also that i refuse to miss a day other than it would screw up my numbers and all that stuff is because um i get messages all the time where people are like dude i i've been i've been watching your journey it's so cool you know it's inspired me to blink and they tell me what they've started doing now because seeing someone else live their passion gives you permission to go live yours so people have gotten into doing art mm. people have picked their instruments up again one dude got into electronics one dude got into yoga pant design like huh. and all like yeah i've been i see you do this every day it's like this constant yeah. reminder so so now uh, i'm putting out a book because that's like a, that's a cool. physical representation and also obviously there's a couple of stories in there as well there's all this um i I raised money for a bunch of charities with my art um you know so it's no longer just this thing that i do it's you can actually change the world with whatever your passion is if you figure out the right way to do it if you find out um when you and i before we started this recording we were talking about how to um, you, know, you know, like your journals are great because they're handmade. My art is great because it, it's it's personal. It's something that I, I make. And, um, you know, one of the things I was telling you is, uh, you know, that uh, my, my buddy has this, uh, this story. He's always telling about how he met his wife. And he always has that in his, as a slide in his presentations. And and uh it's him and her is like like 15 years ago and uh and uh so they they met and it was there's like eight other sorority girls and yeah. it's the only picture to have a day they met and for this event that he was speaking at i actually mm-hmm. i took that slide and i made like um a large uh, 30 by 40 inch painting mm-hmm. where I painted just him and her without other people. So now they have something A that's larger, B that's way more personal. It's just mm-hmm. them on their first date uh, instead of with these other people. And now it's also 
also like much <coughs> much nicer yeah. you know because i'm not uh bound by the the lighting and the quality the lack of quality mm. of the original photo and as an artist i got to emphasize certain things and so yeah, yeah. Um, you can change the artistic license yeah and bringing it up as you go we have we have the ability, we have the skills, and, and this applies to whatever your, the listener's skills are. Mm. Like, you know, I, I've made websites, okay. right? I've mm. used those to raise money. I've used those to help people. Guys, can you come to another room? You guys want to take the uh, No, uh, yeah. we're, we're in here. you got to take this conversation in another room. It's just going to be a couple of minutes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, just you, you can you can absolutely change the world yes. if you if you think about how you can personalize whatever skills you or crafts or yeah. anything you have. I have um, one more question for you. Sure. Um, I'm curious. We talk a lot about uh, the external motivation and um, also a lot about the internal passion and then discipline, etc. And I'm curious. Do you feel like you're living from the outside in or from the inside out? I'd say inside out. Uh, outside in doesn't really work that well. I mean, sure, like mm-hmm. you got the bills or do on this day, right? So that's gonna yeah. inspire your actions because you're gonna do the work so that you have the money so you can pay the bills or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whereas inside out, though, looking at the same thing, I'm like, goddamn bills, you know, like, and so that motivates me like to ponder how can I sell more art so right i'm i already guys i already told you all about you know the the giveaway that you can enter at mm-hmm. uh, gift.theartofori.com i'm not just you know making my book it's not if you build it they will come it's if you build it and you get the word out to hundreds of thousands of people they will come and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this giveaway and how it works is uh, you have to like my Instagram page, which mm. is the Art of Ori, and you get a magic link. Mm. And so you get like one ticket for entering the the giveaway, but you get the magic link every time you share it. If other people enter the giveaway from your link, you get ten more points mm. per person, and so your your odds of winning increase dramatically. Mm. Uh, one of my friends is sending me sending this link to every one of his clients. So that's mm-hmm. 160,000 people mm-hmm. times the viral ampl- amplification of each person sharing the link on the social media or sending it to some yeah. friends. That's going to go out to a lot of people. Now my and now I have these people's email addresses. I'm going to send them some of my favorite paintings, mm-hmm. a couple of the stories to get to learn who I am and why this book's even interesting for them. And um, now. I'm going to sell a lot of books mm-hmm. and uh, I'm also going to leverage that in a way that I'm not going to bore you all with, but to get like bestseller on Amazon for multiple days. So Amazon notices and then puts me at the front of mm-hmm. Amazon for number one art book. And that's going to get me more people and solidify my reputation. Take that. That's going to also having that many books out is going to get me a lot more art sales because each person now gets 
you know, basically my whole mm-hmm. catalog, so, so to speak. So from, from you, the outside is serving the inside. The inside is the passion for what you do. Well, and the outside is more serving that passion and bringing it to light and sharing I, it outside. I, I think it's always a juggling between. Like the example I use as outside now is paying the bills and the inside stuff was all these actions, even though a lot of them bore me, like mm-hmm. the setting up that marketing stuff and all that. Like, I like thinking of it, but actually, like, implementing all the different stuff. But setting that up now means that I've now changed my outside conditions. Mm. Now the point is that, you know, enough money is coming in. Like, when I made my WordPress course, um, dude, like, I was making money in my sleep. I was making money while I showered. Like, I actually, Mm. like, kept a list of what did I do while making (laughs) money or what was – yeah, and and it was was crazy. Like, that was, like, Mm life-changing, realizing that. And so I think that there's the inside out, like, what do I want my life to be like? Mm-hmm. Right now, you offered me M&Ms earlier, and I said, um, oh, man, they look great. They smell great. But I can't yeah. because today is the last day of my cleanse. I've been on, a, uh, I'm on this 30-day cleanse because I look in the mirror, and I'm like, I don't like the way I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Um, my move here was stressful, and there was a breakup, and... So I was eating fast food for like yeah. four months. That's not really healthy. And mm-hmm. so I got a lot fatter. I got more sluggish in my thinking, etc. And so I was like, I want to change that. Yeah. So outside drives the inside, but also inside drives the outside because you got your passions, you got your dreams. Like, and and uh, I, a lot of people sit there and suffer through jobs that they hate, mm-hmm. lives that they hate to someday when they're like 60 they can retire and not have to work anymore Mm. and like why like use that pain use that suffering right now and be like dude i'm not happy what would what would make me happy what do i actually like love to do what do i do when there's no reason for me to do it i do it anyway i make journals i craft Mm. i make paper i bake whatever it is like do Mm. more of that thing and yeah you might have to supplement it by doing other things until it takes off. Like, mm-hmm. again, I, I still do some design for clients because, um, you know, but March's bills were 100% paid for by art sales. I'm mm-hmm. very happy about that, right? Nice. Once this book comes out, uh, like part of what's caused procrastination, which is why I've now put out videos, leveraged social media and accountability mm-hmm. to... Uh, announce my dates for the book release and the giveaway and all that stuff is now I have to put it out one of the things that causes procrastination is not just the amount of work it's a well what if what if this book sucks but people love the book so now it's like what if it succeeds like yeah. we're, we're scared of change I mean yeah. like the you know the limbic system like we're with, with our brain the, the lizard brain we're we're still tribal, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why we're scared of things like what if it fails and the tribe shuns me and the tigers will eat me because I'm alone. Yeah. And, you know, but it's like, well, what if this succeeds? Mm-hmm. Well, then your friends are going to change. They might not like you as much because a lot of your friends, the people who have more of a uh, scarcity mindset, have more of like a, a rigid static mindset, they're thinking about life in a totem pole way. And you're in a certain place in their mind and they compare themselves to you and they might feel good because they might feel like, oh, I'm better than him in this way or I'm better than her in this way. And, you know, they might they might see that difference and be like, you know what? I feel so good because I'm not where I am 
in my dating life, but at least I'm better than Joe, <laughs> you know? And at, at this point, like, it's, it's not hard to be better than me because I'm focusing on myself. And so my dating life, I mean, it actually is, compared to a lot of guys, it is pretty good because I have dates. I have, like, how many dates do I have this week? I have, I have like, about three or four... I don't really want to say because I don't want any of the girls that I'm dating <laughs> to listen to this. If, but if, the point is, the point, the point is not that. The point is like you're on a totem pole, and on um, some people's mind, and people that have static, pe- static mindset. If you rise up that totem pole, some people who used to love you will start to hate you. Yeah. Like the moment I dropped out of college and became an entrepreneur, my family did this weird thing where they would like, they they would consistently change their minds about me they would be very angry they didn't do what they wanted to do but they'd be very proud because they could brag about their friends that their son's an entrepreneur (laughs) so they were consistently at the same time furiated with me because i wasn't following what they thought i had to do because they had an idea of what i was supposed to be in their mind it shook up their reality which i understand there's nothing necessarily wrong about that we're We're just recording something right here i just want to request that you guys be a bit quiet in this room until this is done uh, we're, we're leaving. Cool. So, um, and and then at the same time, uh, a guy and my grandma in, in family family thing family functions be like, oh, congrats to Joe. He's our he's our family entrepreneur. Like two minutes after she berated me for not having a job. So it was it was entrepreneurship kind of is a very lonely thing. You know that's that's another uh, I guess piece of advice. Um, like. Richard Branson, right? If you want to get to that level of success, you're going to have to alienate a lot of people. You're going to have to blow off a lot of parties, a lot of stuff. Like, there's a lot of work that's required for success. Um, You know, finishing this cleanse, right, was a pain because there was, like, a couple birthday parties over the last month that I got invited to and weddings and stuff like that that... You're like, oh, here, have a drink, celebrate with us. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. You know, yeah. people like give you this weird look. Like, now I'm, I'm like, I got a smoothie waiting at the house. Here I am with this jug of water. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and and people are like, okay. Some people like give you a weird look. Like, oh, come on, but blah blah blah. Other people are like, dude, good on you, man. Like, way to have the discipline to do this. Uh-huh. And it's because people know that, like, yeah, discipline means that. Sometimes you have to do the shit that's boring or hard and you have to like, you know, blow off temptation, the temptation in order to do the thing that you know is going to improve your life. Uh Um, I wasn't happy with my reflection. Now it's not perfect, but I tell you what, it's a lot better. Like in the last three days, I I don't care if someone takes a picture of me without a shirt now and now I'm going to have a healthier lifestyle because of recalibrate, you know, my system. Yeah. Uh, a month from now, I'll actually be like shredded. Like, I, mm-hmm. but I had to do this first. It wasn't fun, uh-huh. but you know, like I said, Valentine's Day last year, I didn't uh-huh. want to make my art. I really didn't want to. I was cursing my art while I was yeah. doing it, but I still did. And you know what? Now I have the reputation for doing that, mm-hmm. and I can get business deals, and I can get other things. Because I've got this demonstration <coughs> of yeah. being able to do the thing that's needed. Like, mm-hmm. who do you know who has done anything? I haven't brushed my teeth for 2,170 days in a row. Uh-huh. Like, I've brushed a lot of those days. But there's days where I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm just going to sleep. Right? Yeah. And so I didn't do it before I went to bed. Or there's days I don't go to the bathroom. Huh? <laughs> Not sick or anything. It just to. doesn't happen. Whatever. Yeah. 
and you know but I've made a new work of art every single day and yeah. people know it and that's why I refuse to break it and so, so that consistency has brought you more attention than anything else it, it it's if people know that I'm gonna do the right thing oh. that's you know You're reliable uh, I'm reliability is a great thing to have I mean a lot of people can sell art or whatever without necessarily being reliable you know there's there's something for their quality or their style or but um yeah discipline there i've improved my life in a lot of ways and when you're talking about those friends who you know might not like you anymore Mm -hmm. well you know screw those people i've gotten rid of those people Mm -hmm. like the the people that are in my life now the people that i'll actually pick up the yeah the call if they call uh they're they're amazing people most of them uh, i've been on like crazy adventures with throughout yeah. my couch surfing adventures oh, those my things, that's fun entrepreneurial yeah. world and and a lot of them like we've just we've all gotten rid of like the the, the scarcity minded people like the only one i got who i still keep around who just complains a lot is uh. my dad and because uh, I love the guy and if they love me even my, my folks love me regardless of you know whether they understand me or not uh-huh. you know uh, you're talking about your family and entrepreneurship yeah my parents like to this day were like oh why don't you you know get a job there's yeah. a lot of time hey you can make more money just working at McDonald's and trying to sell your your stuff I'm like yeah but that would suck and this doesn't so yeah. <laughs> you know I'm fine with uh, whatever uh, my family was definitely not bragging to their friends while I was couch surfing for six years because like I was like come on tell me what, what do you tell your friends and they're like what, what, what do you want us to say we, we're gonna tell our friends that you're homeless yeah like, homeless I'm yeah like, well, like, I guess I yeah. am but it's voluntarily I'm like how about you tell them that I'm a photographer, I'm a web designer, I'm an adventurer who, I mean, I got to yeah. stay with the CEO of Zappos.com, I got mm. to stay with UFC cage fighters, best-selling authors, like, yeah. he was literally a, one of those, like, write-your-own-adventure kind of books. Yeah. Like, what city, state, do I want to say, who am I going to stay with now? Yeah. That's how it happens. Yeah. It's because you can frame anything in a couple different ways. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Jesus was uh, a lunatic, crazy hippie dude. He was, yeah. or he was an amazing. And I'm Jewish, so I don't necessarily believe this personally. But he was, you know, he's an amazing healer. Huh? Happy Passover. Thank you. Okay, yeah, Chag Sameach. You too. Nice. Um, I'm from Israel. Or, yeah. oh, oh, that was one of my favorite trips when I went there. It's gorgeous, gorgeous area. Um, or like Elon Musk is, oh my God. Um, like, let me, let me try to find something bad to say about him, which I don't necessarily believe, but he's, he's, uh, um, an anti, uh, an, anti, um, mining, anti-fracking, uh, zany dude. Like he's, why would that be a bad thing? Exactly. But some people would hate that. That's the way you could frame it. And some people I would mean, hate that. But so he's anti-polluting. I agree, <laughs> but there are some people who who do not feel that way. Sure. About him, I'm sure. Even though mo- everything he does is just am- is amazing. He's like a he's a level three business person where he's uh, he's he's changing the world in ways that we didn't think it could be changed. Um, yeah, space tourism and oh, I mean, far more than that. I mean, everything yeah. from PayPal to uh, I mean, PayPal, uh, something that's completely already in the world. 
but even the Tesla, and it's not just that they're electric cars, but they're cars that can go from zero to 60 in like 2.4 seconds, and it's a fucking SUV that can do that, not just a car, yeah. but an SUV that well, can do that. they got the Tesla self-driving trucks, the Tesla yeah. home, the, semis, the Tesla yeah. mega factory. These guys changing the world, and there's always going to be people who are scared yeah. of change. But that's also about the framing, is you can frame anything in the positive or negative. It's it's not so much what it is, it's how you see it. And if you see it in the... Like, that's the way you can change. You can't change the reality around you, but you can change how you see it. And changing how you see it is enough to change the direction that you're going in, which is enough to form your life. Well, right there, there's something important. I mean, if, if you're working... Right, you're talking about the external circumstances, so um, that's kind of what I said before, but I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to it with, with framing, is that, you know, so you got to do something that you don't want to do, right? Uh-huh. So first of all, it's, I, I did not want to do this cleanse, but I also don't want to be fat, so all of a sudden, it's not like, oh, I gotta, you know, eat vegetables, yes. Yeah. Sweet, you know. Thankfully, I I get. First of all, it's I get to do this. I get to uh-huh. eat healthier. It means I'm buying more time of being alive. I'll just work on like framing so that uh-huh. uh, so that I'm not reinforcing to myself that this sucks. Yeah. Rather, I'll be yeah. like, oh, sweet, this is awesome. Like I'm I'm making the weight go up. I'm yeah. making myself healthier. Yeah. I'm and one this. one thing that I know that helps me is I have a, a routine that I do and I build upon every single month. I build upon it. I do want to end this because I want to get some more uh, glue and then uh, go and um, and finish up my journals, but um, every single month I add a bit to it. But I give myself off on the weekends. Every Saturday and every Sunday, I can wake up when I want. I can eat what I want. Well, my my rule is, if it doesn't affect Monday, I can do whatever the hell I want. If I get shit shit faced and drink a shit ton and like throw up, that's gonna affect my Monday. So I can't do that. If I have a ton of unprotected sex, with, you know, that could affect any relationships I'm in, and that doesn't that's a no go. But if if it only affects this weekend, I can do whatever I want. And that gives me a lot of freedom. Like I, do, I, I have my routine, but then I also know that Saturday and Sunday, I have my freedom, and it helps me build willpower over the build my reserves of willpower over the weekend to spend during the week on myself. I I have uh, no schedule and no routine. Just at some point, I make art every day. Yeah. Sometimes I'll wake up and start the day like that. Other points, it's like. Uh, I should probably make some art if I ever want to get some sleep. Yeah. Some days I'll finish it at like four in the afternoon, and that's when I go to sleep. Yeah. So everyone needs their own amount of structure. I find that I need a lot more structure than than some people, um, and I've found a way to make it work because in relationships, usually, like I've been the one that's like, I need to plan this. Can I confirm with you? And I'd like need them to confirm. And at one point, I needed way more structure than most people were willing to give. Like I needed to be exact. And if I didn't get to a place at a certain time, I got really frustrated uh, because I wasn't like five minutes early. Um, and then I realized that I was kind of ruining my relationships by just putting a ton of frustration in it. And they didn't give a shit. And for me, I was like, well, why don't I just become more flexible? Right? Well, there's that. You know, the other thing is also just to. Uh uh, and, and this is probably important. I mean, hey, if you're listening and you're already, like, married and, you know, it's not working out, then, hey, whatever. But um, for the rest of y'all uh, who aren't, like, necessarily stuck in a situation uh, is, 
you know, it, whatever your goals are, whatever your values are, you try and find someone who who understands that and and supports that. And perfect example is what I was saying yeah. with with Valentine's Day. You know, whereas many people would have been like, "Oh, you don't even need to draw today." Whatever, people will understand. And it's like, you know, not Gina. Gina was like, "No, don't give them a stick figure. Like, make a real painting." Yeah. Even though she knew that I somebody re- that helped you become stay accountable, which she said was your superpower. But you know, with with having stripped away the the negative people, with having learned through failure and trial and just life, I guess. You know, to be more professional, like to do the things that I don't necessarily want to do, and to do the, to to seek a constant improvement of the things that I do uh, want to do. I, there's just a, um, I have a better life. I, I have yeah. a good life. I have a lot of people that look up to my life and uh, that come to me for advice, etc. And so, you know, always push to improve. And one of the things that helps, you know, we mentioned accountability and all that. And yeah, people that, that understand it. Uh, if if I, you know, if I start dating someone and they start complaining about my art, that's not someone I should be dating. Yeah. Uh, that's you know. And that's you owning it, and that's you protecting it. Not not just owning it, but yeah, protecting I, it. I I actually say I protect it to the death. Um, yeah. When whenever I've. Like, I'll hit various goals, uh, uh-huh. and, and then, you know, say, like, uh, I'll finish another year of daily art, like, say, yeah. next month, and people will be like, hey, uh, dude, that's awesome, you should you should take take a day off, celebrate, and I'll give them this look of death, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck are you, why would you even say that to me, <laughs> like, fuck you, and I'm like, wow, I was just saying you did a great job, like, celebrate, I'm like, celebrate would be like... Spend an entire day with nothing but this yeah. little bear work about it. Not like, <laughs> hey, screw up your record or whatever. You know, like... That sounds like an awesome highlight to this podcast. Like, I feel like I want to take that out and just put it in the beginning. Yeah, go for it. You know, I mean, it, it's like, if if there's... Um, it, it, I know that art is my thing, not only because... You know, I know from everything I've told you so far, but yeah. it's if I'm happy, like, oh man, I want to make a painting. If I'm sad, oh, I'm going to channel this into a painting. Yeah. If someone's like, hey, try this, you know, if there's like some, some drugs or something yeah. that's going to like, the first thing I think about, if someone's like, have you ever tried this? I'm like, no, I haven't, but I wonder what kind of art I would make with that. It's like, yeah. it's always the first huh. thing. Like, everything is art. And, and like, I, I'm 41 now, yeah. right? At this point, I know who I am. Like, I uh, figured it out. I've done, like, a lot of living. If a piano yeah. falls on my head tomorrow, I don't really care. I've yeah. lived. Like, I've had a lot of adventures, met a lot of awesome people. I've, I've, I've lived. And through all those crazy experiences, I've chiseled out, like, who I am, who I want to be. And that's, that's yeah. kind of what, what I'm living now. And for me... Most of that involves telling a lot of jokes and bad puns and making art and uh, getting better at my art and traveling. And so I get to do all those different things. And well, so yeah. 
I All support right. that. I support that, Ori. Thank you for your time. I'm gonna go and get some. Uh, I'm gonna put this online. I'm gonna, Blue. I want to say thank you to everybody. Um, I'm gonna have the links in the description for his stuff and for my stuff. You can go to Book Off Books, um, and there's gonna be more coming. I have a couple ideas. Maybe YouTube channel. Maybe not. Um, blog posts, etc. This has been the Spot of Joe, and I hope that you have learned from this. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end. In the newer episodes, they're in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse, or if it's the future and everything is mind control, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews that means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.work slash uh, nothing, actually. Therenmannet.work is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. And either click on join the newsletter or a pop-up will come up and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover of the journal with leather or another cloth. You get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for artwork. You can get that at the store at the renmannet.org slash store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot w-o-r-k slash s-t-o-r-e and as of now they are fifty dollars there are some uh, if you become a patron you get a free coupon for that so 
Um, to, to segue right into that, if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis, what you can do is become a patron. It's at patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash the Renman Network, T-H-E-R-E-M, sorry, R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And any, anywhere from 5 to a 100 or more dollars a month, what that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time, I'll pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment, and I will be able to go to better conferences like the one I'm going to next week. Now, I thank you for listening to these uh, these sponsored messages by my uh, for my my projects, and I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can. Subscribe, uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast. Allow me to create better content for you by going to our Patreon. Uh, Without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can... um, you can join the email list. That's at therenmanetnet.org, T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So therenmanetnet.org slash shop, or sorry, slash store, S-T-O-R-E slash store. And also you can support the podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Renman Network. T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode.